0614-104-702. Food feature. Food feature time. Joining me in studio, Chef Tyron Gentry, development and executive chef at Livy's, which is a new restaurant in Dunkelt, Johannesburg. And uh, it, it is bringing different things together for just a moment. And you know what I love about Gauteng is that it almost feels like every month there's a new spot opening up. There's so many opportunities for different types of cuisines, different types of spaces for chefs, food lovers, foodies to express themselves, to enjoy themselves as well, and more spots as well for vibes. So, Chef, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me here on the show today, and um, I look forward to just chatting to you and uh, having a good conversation. Talk to us about your food journey when you were growing up. What was that relationship with food like? Um, it, you know, it all started for me with uh, my parents. They used to um, entertain a lot at home, um, mm. and somehow everybody used to just uh, gravitate towards the kitchen for some reason. Um, I don't know why that was, but everyone just ended up in the kitchen, and then my parents would be cooking. And you know, um, I think that's where it all stemmed from. I just kind of had a good um, enjoyment from there, mm. um, watching them like you know get all the dinner ready and stuff like that for um the guests and that's i think when i when i had to decide what i wanted to do with my life i couldn't see myself sitting behind a desk i need mm. to be moving around and i went for a, an orientation day in grade 10 and yeah that's kind of where it, it i never looked back really so where did you do your orientation was it in an actual restaurant was it in a bakery <laughs> or where, where did you do it so it was um my family's based in Somerset West, so there was yeah. a it's a hotel called Devon Valley just outside of Stellenbosch. Um yes. and my mom knew um the guy that was the, the executive chef there at the time. Um so I went there on, on the weekend for like two days just to kinda see how it was and stuff and yeah, I just fell in love with like the preparation behind everything, the technique and the skill that they had and yeah, I think that's like the driving force behind it. When I when I came back from there I knew exactly that's what I wanted to do. And I think that's why those, um, you know, on-hand, first-hand experiences are so important for young people because mm. many young people end up studying, in inverted commas, the wrong thing. Because you don't because, know. And they have an idea of what a profession is yeah. until they actually like, you know, and there are people who will say, I thought I wanted to be a chef until I saw what they actually do now. I don't want to be a chef. I'd rather just enjoy cooking for my family. So at that time in your life, grade 10, you're around 15, 16 years old. Had you already started being one of the cooks in the house or are you still just an observer and an eater? I think I was more of an observer and an eater when I was yes. younger. Um, only really when I went to um, culinary school and um, I kind of branched out because obviously the school was in Cape Town. So I went to Sawood which mm. is based in Rondebosch in Cape Town. Um, and I think only when I went there and I started immersing myself in um, what they were teaching you. I mean, beforehand, um, obviously I enjoyed food, but before I went to school, I didn't like dive right into it and like go research recipes and stuff mm. like that. Um, only when I went to school, that's when I like, I, I fell deep into it and I started like reading books when I was, um, when I was off my free time and I was cooking for myself at the time so then i was just experimenting with a whole bunch of different things and by cooking you don't mean like a fried egg or like noodles no you no like you know like <laughs> like like risotto pasta yes. that kind of thing you know and although fried egg was occasionally on the breakfast <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it, it, in terms then of the type of cuisine you grew up enjoying because that that usually has a massive influence on um a chef's repertoire is whenever chefs will say 
say, I want people to come to the restaurant and feel at home. Their version of home is different to other people's version of home. So what, what was your version of home in terms of your food background? I think, um, you know, obviously, uh, when I went to culinary school, it was French, French, French. Um, yes. So they teach you the, the basics to all the techniques. Um, but then they kind of tell you, like, when you go into, into the industry and you go work in restaurants, kind of like, forget all that mm. because the restaurant's going to show you a 10-second shortcut mm. as opposed to doing it like the, the way you've learned. So, like, don't go in there and, and say to them that... Um, you know, I know how to do it. Get them to show you because their way that, that they're going to be doing is completely different. Um, and I think for for me, um, like my, I, when I'm at home, casual eating is the way I go for it. Mm. Um, like, you know, pastas or lasagna. Or also, my wife and I, we like a lot of Asian food um, mm. just because it's like super light and clean fav- flavors, yes. I could say. Um, but I think when it comes to my work background, I'm, I'm everywhere. Mm. I don't have like one particular cuisine that I focus on because I feel like to to limit yourself to one particular thing is a bit it's a bit tricky because yes. then people always come and expect that same thing mm. whereas if you have a kind of like a modern fusion mm. um, it kind of allows you to play around and I mean even even with Livy's it obviously is French inspired and cafe mm. inspired but there won't be too many like out there things but like the, if you can see the menu it's not just French items, you know, there's arancini on there, which is Italian. So it's like a kind of like a play on different flavors, really, if I could say. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, more on Livy's and Chef Tyrone. 702 Food Feature. 18 minutes after 1 o'clock in our food feature for today, we're talking Livy's and we're joined by Chef Tyron Gentry, Development and Executive Chef at Livy's. It is a brand new spot in Dunkeld that we are chatting about. We take your calls on Audible one double eight three zero seven zero two and the WhatsApp line 072-702-1702. Um, Chef, so when you then, you know, started really delving into the food part of your journey, when when did it when did you start to understand the business part of it? Because the theory and the school part of it is one thing, experimenting at home is another thing, having to, you know, ask to add an expensive piece of fish on the menu from the money man is a different thing. <laughs> yeah, um, of course. Obviously, you know, when I first started, um, we got sent to several different establishments. That's kind of what um, Saw does. And I think that's quite a an eye-opener for, for any person because, like you were saying earlier, you know, you think you know you want to do it, but then you have to only really, when you experience it, do you know if it's really for you or not, you know? And I think especially with food, and I'm, I'm sure other careers are exactly the same. Chefing is, it sounds like a, it sounds like a cool thing to do, you know? But for a lot of people, when they, when they go to school and they go into like a restaurant, the restaurant environment is completely different. It, it's, it's very hard. Um, obviously, sometimes you work for people that are um, quite intense, if I can put it that way. Um, Obviously, every place is different, but I mean, the places I got sent to when I was a student, they were quite like, they were top tier. So, uh, it was, um, mm. you had to, you had to like really just, um, show that you wanted to be there. Um, and I think for me going into it, that's kind of what I, um, I had envisioned for myself. I had to just go in and be like, I'm here and this is what I want to do. And I just apply myself completely into it. Mm. And, um, I think only when you, Obviously, when you when you climb the ladder and you get slightly further ahead, like obviously, you know, when you first start out, you're not going to be putting things on the menu per se. Um, 
But obviously, when you get to a bit more of a senior level, um, the person that you're working for, if if they have full faith in you and ability in your ability, and they want to help you grow, um, they will. They'll, if you go to them with an idea, they'll definitely say to you, well, like, yes, let's do it. And then, mm. you know, you'll make it for them and then they'll give you their input and their advice. And that's kind of how you grow and you learn. And um, I think the person that I work for, Luke Dale Roberts, that was um, a big driving force in that. Um, he trusted me um, a lot to do things. And I think, you know, we had a very good relationship. And when I used to come with him ideas, we used to take it on board. We used to prepare it together we used to taste it and you'll be like it needs a bit of this it needs a bit of that mm. and that's kind of how the ideas stem and you know and um yeah i think that's how all the new dishes get created between different uh bosses and chefs you know always always making it in repetition testing it to make sure that it's it's good and even if it's on the menu every time you plate it and every time you taste it you'll still think of ways to improve it mm. that's just how a chef's mind works mm. you know mm. so how did your relationship with levy's begin to where you are now um it really began with uh with heinz the owner um he he brought me on board um and he he wanted me to help uh curate the menu um obviously it's it's a very laid-back um restaurant you mm. know it's it's a bistro kind of vibe so mm. It's not a not a focus on like fancy plates. Obviously, everything will be done with the greatest care, quality, because um, that's the background that we want to have. Um, but when it comes to like the food, it's you know it's food is accessible to people so that they can come come back regularly. You know, he wants them to come back three or four times a week. Mm. You know, because the food is that good and the, the atmosphere and the vibe is very good. Like I feel like the restaurant. I mean, if you haven't been there, you really need to come check it out. Um, it's opening next week, Friday, 24th of November. Um, but yeah, it's a very like vibrant space. Um, makes you feel like you're in the Mediterranean. That's kind of like the, with the art and just the the, the style of the, of the restaurant is very like homey. And you just want to come there with friends and family mm. and just have a good time. It's not just like a, a destination. It's like a place that you can go to every day, all week. It's that's kind of the vibe that they're going for. In terms of, you know, obviously a chef's primary job is the food, but the food needs to be within context of the space, of a menu, of an energy, of a vibe. What could you share with, with all of us, not just those that are trying to get into the professional food space? We could think about, especially festive seasons coming up, many people are going to be hosting. Mm-hmm. What are the things that you consider when picking dishes, picking ingredients, and looking at the whole context of the whole picture. For example, you know, what season is it? What f- veggies are in season? If you're dishing up at home and you doing buffet style, what are the things we can really just, those tips we can take from you into our homes? I think um, when it comes to obviously like for a restaurant, if you're choosing uh, ingredients and stuff like that, seasonality is always the first and, first and foremost um, part of it. Because obviously that transcends into your menus. But when you when you're looking um, at at your home, especially for now for the festive season, um, I think it's just keep it simple. Don't try and overcomplicate it. Um, obviously, people have different styles that they can that they can cook and that they're comfortable with. I think often people tend to try and complicate their home meals too often because they've seen stuff on TV, you know. Um, for me, Social media is the trap. We see people with their gorgeous kitchens yeah. making these dishes. Now it's like, yo, the pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you have the space to do it, by all means, go yes. ahead and do it, you know. Um, <laughs> but like, I, I think just like 
buffet style, family style is is a good way to eat mm. on, on like Christmas because everyone wants to just like take as much as they can because you know Christmas is like you want to just eat as much as you can on the day. Yes. So, and be comatose. <laughs> yeah, comatose in the afternoon and have a nap. <laughs> so let, let's talk then about um, some of what we got to enjoy today. We had the chicken prego roll. For me, I enjoyed the beef fillet. Um, um, that was... Mm, mm, the beef the fillet, flame, yeah. The flame, the grilling of it. And then the blue cheese and avo salad. And I have to be honest, because I haven't had blue cheese in such a long time, mm-hmm. in my mind, I thought it would be so overpowering. But the flavors complement each other so well, together with that pork belly and the avo and that vinaigrette. They just... They work. There's just something about it that works. And then, of course, oh, the arancini balls. Okay, arancini. talk to us about the food. That was so good. So we'll start off with arancini. Um, obviously, the arancini is uh, it's a very nice um, starter to have. So it, it's it's basically a spicy tomato and feta like sauce that you have at the bottom, mm. um, which obviously everything's made in house. So everything, even the prego sauce, the cafe de Paris sauce that we use. Everything's made in the restaurant, so nothing's bought in. Um, but the arancini is just deep fried and um, a lot of like care meticulous. Obviously, it's a lot of steps that go into it. Um, so we obviously have to make the risotto mm. refrigerated. We have to roll them and then we deep fry them, obviously. Um, fold it with mozzarella and feta. Um, and then obviously like onto the salads and stuff. Um, I think it's, you know, f- for me, salads come down to it's, it's a very important part of a menu. Um, mm. I think it's... People think that a salad's easy to do, and uh, I suppose probably it is in in your house. But when you come to a restaurant, there's a lot more like care that goes into it, like sourcing the best possible um, lettuce, and obviously like the, the pork belly we get in, it comes in smoked, um, mm. and then obviously we cube it and we just pan fry it so it's nice and crispy. You've got the nice soft textures of the cheese, the sherry vinegar dressing that's that's quite sharp and it kind of rounds everything off. And obviously we left the the nuts on the side, the walnuts offer a little bit of a bitterness to mm. it. So it's kind of all those different flavors like playing into into the dishes. Um, so like you, you have different textures, you have different flavors like creaminess, you know, saltiness from the pork belly and stuff like that. So they, they all kind of work hand in hand uh, together. And then obviously with the fillet, um, the Café de Paris, that's one of the signature sauces of the restaurant. So it's just um, the owner had an idea when he was overseas, he, he tasted it and he wanted something similar. Mm. Obviously, um, it's quite difficult, you know, you, with you not being there, but you yes. understand, you he understand just the person. Described person's, it over the yeah. phone or in a voice note. <laughs> so I mean, like you know, it, it comes down to like he he'll come to you with these ideas and what he wants you to do, and it's just your job to execute it as mm. as well as possible. And I think that's what we've done with pretty much the whole menu. We've created to to what they wanted, and obviously to fit in with the the style of the restaurant, very laid back, um, and like the prego, um, obviously. That's another thing. So we'll have chicken and beef pregos and the the prego sauce is made in-house. So that's mm. also like a very labor-intensive um, thing because it's like three phases that we do to get to, to the one stage. But it's it makes a difference, you know. That's why people, have, I think, will come back because they'll taste it and they'll be like, it's amazing. Mm. We can't make this at home. We have to come here to have it. And, and that's kind of what we want. So for me, I really enjoyed the arancini balls because of the garlic that you had in mm. there and the the it just the smokiness that was so good and then that was my favorite till i tasted the creme brulee i'm sorry <laughs> everything and i'm not that much of a sweet tooth person but there is something about mm, there is something about the vanilla tell us the secret so just a <laughs> it's just a classic vanilla creme brulee i mean you know it's oh. it's one of those things i think when i was younger um 
when I was at home before I went like even when I went to chef school and stuff it, it was one of those things like I used to make vanilla ones I used to make chocolate ones strawberry yes. ones I kind of just played around with different flavors and I think it's it's a very simple thing to do uh, the creme brulee like if you if you think of like what it consists of and the technique of it it's quite simple um, but obviously like you say the vanilla makes such a big difference mm. in it you know like you're not using vanilla essence you're using proper vanilla bean and or like an extract that has that has traces of the actual vanilla bean in it and that makes such a big difference in in a in a product like that because it's it's very difficult to hide in it because there's only a couple of ingredients that go into it so you got to try and use the best possible ingredients that you can and i think the vanilla just plays such an important part of it listen i absolutely um found it so delicious that i would come back to just have the creme we look forward to seeing you back because <laughs> it was so good so where exactly in dunkeld can we find livy's so livy's is uh in dunkeld is obviously on eastwood road i think it's 49 eastwood road um it's right next to joy josie uh one of the other restaurants but um Every day it's open Monday to Friday, Monday to Sunday at least, seven days a week. Um, like I said earlier, it's opening 24th of November, so next week Friday. Make a make a note in your calendars to make sure that you come down and check us out when we open. Find them on Instagram at Livy's, L-I-V-Y-S-Z-A. That's Livy's Z-A. Thank you so much, Jeff. Thank you so much for having me.